This week, I'm doing a week in the life of a food vendor. Today, we're on episode number two, which would be Tuesday. So what I'm going to be talking about is not only what we do on the food truck, we're going to talk about service and cleanup and prep and all those kind of things, but also the things we do on our off days, supply shopping, social life, making money outside of working on the food truck. So like I said, we're up to Tuesday. So let's jump right into it. Welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business coach, author of five food truck vending books, including Food Truck 101 and Food Truck 201. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. Table Needs invites you to dive into a candid conversation with Christian and Tracy, co-owners of Restless Coffee, about their inaugural year in the food truck industry. Gain valuable insight on menu creation, top-notch customer service, Community building and the dynamics of working with your spouse. Curious about the journey? Click the link in the episode description to watch the video for free. I want to remind you guys where we are in Florida. We're in the panhandle of Florida. We are in between Divinity Springs, Florida and the Alabama border. We are in a small, very rural community. We live in an RV park that's on a lake. We have about 150 or so spots. Most of them are a mix of full-time people, and there are some transients and some snowbirds. Our food truck is stationed here permanently. We can move it if we want. So that means it's always hooked up to power, and that means it's always hooked up to water and sewer. So with it being Tuesday, again, my sleep pattern is I usually get up between 6.30 and 7, and that's not because I want to, but that's just what I've gotten used to because of us doing breakfast. I do coaching throughout the days. Tuesdays tend to be a little bit lighter in coaching than Monday. Mondays, I'm also working with the food truck builders and the folks that they recommend to me. Mondays, I usually am very, very busy. Tuesdays, a little bit lighter. This particular Tuesday is one of those annoying days where I have one appointment in the morning and one in the afternoon. So as I said yesterday, when I first get up, I got to eat. So I get up and walk over to the food truck for two reasons. One, I'm going to make my breakfast. Number two is I'm going to check on the freezer and the refrigerator to make sure they are functioning the way they're supposed to be functioning. We have thermometers that record the high and the low. So I write down those numbers as well as the current temperature, and I have a piece of paper that I record all of those on. Go ahead and make my coffee, make my sausage biscuit, and then walk back to the RV. When I get into the RV... I'm going to sit down in front of my computer like I do every morning. I'm going to eat my breakfast and I'm going to do the things I need to do for our Facebook group. I'm going to let people in. I'm going to let posts in. And I'm going to look at the moderation alerts to see who's in trouble and who's not in trouble. On any given day, the moderation alerts will contain potentially four to six scams or grant scams or, you know, Bitcoin. I haven't had those in a while, but they do come in in waves. I imagine here anytime we'll get a bunch of waves of those. A lot of them are caught by the admin assist and then a lot of them are not. But in any case, I get rid of all of those. Look for anything that has to be answered that needs my answering. And then I look at my emails that came overnight, messages that came overnight, and answer all of those. This can take anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes to an hour to two hours. Usually what I'm doing is racing that very first appointment so that I can also get up, shave, and take a shower and all that kind of things to get ready. 
because I am on video and I want to look as professional as possible. So on this particular Tuesday, I had a 10 o'clock appointment and then I had one at 4 o'clock, which can be very annoying to have them spread that far apart because that means I can't go anywhere. I have to stay home and work on the things that I mentioned yesterday I work on, either my books or my presentations or something to do with either the coaching business or the, the food truck itself. I do a lot of the paperwork for the food truck on Sunday, so I'll talk about that when we get to Sunday. But every once in a while, I will tweak recipes and look at the spreadsheets just to see how things stand. So on this particular Tuesday, I go through the very first appointment, and it's a good appointment. The person's super excited to be in the business, and they've done the work I've asked them to do. It was a fun hour to talk to them, and I actually went a little bit over an hour since I knew I had no other appointments. Once I got off the phone with them, Melissa and I started talking about, do we want to go to Sam's Club today? Do we want to go tomorrow? Because we felt like we had enough stuff that we normally get from Cisco to not have to go this week. It was going to be close, but we felt like we'd be okay. So we decided that we'll go to Sam's Club on Wednesday because of the way my schedule was. So she started doing her normal thing, which is to look at the recipes, look what else she could be adding on to the menu. She's always looking for new things that we can do within the foods that we have and can put up that weekly special or a special that we do every couple of weeks. Something different to fight that menu fatigue because we face menu fatigue more than the average vendor does because we are in a confined area. We're only serving about 150 or so families, so they're going to get tired of our food pretty quick. So we've always got to keep something changing on the menu so that they're always coming up to see what's new and then hopefully they're going to try it as well. And as I had mentioned, we're starting pizzas, so we're going to have to mess around with the pizzas. We had the big failure the day before where we were not happy with the cooking process or the the sauce itself that we were using. So we did a couple little tweaks to the sauce and we had promised the girls in the office that we would bring a couple of pizzas for them to try. The office usually runs with two to three people running the office and then there's maintenance crew of two to three people there. So we made up a bunch of pizzas, took them down to the office to give them samples and get their feedback. For the most part, the feedback was positive. It was good. Hey, this is good. We like it. But it wasn't great. They weren't over the top. Because I have the comparison basis that we use when we took them our iced coffees. Every one of them that tried the iced coffees and we took several different samples down there We got, oh my God, this is delicious. I can't believe how good this is. What's in this? Is it really not got any sugar in it? All those kind of comments, they were over the top. With the pizza, they were nice and meh. Didn't want to hurt our feelings and say this sucks, because it did. They said it's good. It's okay. And that's all we needed to hear, because we thought it wasn't very good, and they just verified what we thought. So we know we got to go back to the drawing board and tweak the sauce a little bit more. The pepperoni's awesome, because the pepperoni's also on an Italian's. People say our Italians have a lot of flavor, so the pepperoni's not the problem. The mozzarella is not the problem. Same mozzarella that we put on other products, so it's not the mozzarella. The Italian sausage, it's an okay Italian sausage. It's it's an affordable one, and it tastes of fennel like you want sausage to taste. So it's as good as we can get. It's the sauce. The sauce just doesn't have the flavor, and the crust isn't where we need it to be. We have two different crusts that we're experimenting with. One is a par-baked, which means it is fully done. It's just not totally browned yet, and it's a wood-fired pizza crust. And if you were to look at it, you would think it came out of a wood-fired pizza oven. And it has just a hint of that flavor. But when we put it through the pizza oven, it gets hard. That's the negative side to par-baking breads is they dry out. So it's up to us to figure out how we're going to keep it moist. One of the solutions we came up with is we will sauce all the way out to the edge. 
and basically not leave any kind of a, a crust. But the pizza dough itself could be a problem. The other dough that we have is a frozen fully cooked. It's a thin crust dough. And we liked it better, but the problem with it is it doesn't crisp up. We follow the instructions from the manufacturer, and it just does not get hard. It's very floppy. It reminds us of a New York-style pizza. You can fold it, but it's not New York-style because we're only doing 12-inch pies. We bought a small conveyor oven, not a big one. So that's where we stand with figuring that one out. And we have spent many, many hours trying to work out this, this uh, pizza oven and getting it to work the way we want it to. Some of the other foods that we've run through, like our breakfast, we have a hash browns. Run those through. They're great. We run a steak through. It's a country fried steak. It's great. But the problem is that pizza is not where it needs to be. So we're still working on it, getting some feedback. So that's Tuesday. Tuesday for me is the only time I ever watch TV. Melissa plays stuff in the background all the time basically to have something playing in the background. There's only one show that I like to watch right now and that is The Curse of Oak Island. And yes, I know it's just a hokey show and they may never find anything. But the two boys remind me of me to an extent. And what's interesting is they talk about a story from when they were kids about a Reader's Digest article about Oak Island. And I just happen to have read that article because they're the same age as I am. We're all in our 60s. And I read that article. My grandmother took the Reader's Digest and she was the only person I knew that had it. So every time I would visit grandma, I was going through the Reader's Digest that she saved them all up for me. And I remember reading that story. So it's just always been something I've had an interest in. So that's my one TV show that I watch in real time. Everything else, if I watch it, I watch it. If I don't, I don't. And it's on a streaming service, so not a big deal. But this one I try to watch when it comes on and watch it in real time. That's my one little vice, you can say. And it gives me a chance to actually completely unplug and not do anything other than just sit and relax. And that's important. You guys have got to do those things. Sit and relax. So that's our Tuesdays. My Tuesdays are almost exactly the same. Deciding on whether we're going to go shopping and then which direction we're going. Is it going to be to Cisco or is it going to be to Sam's Club? And then doing whatever little minor bits of prep work we need to do. Because at Tuesday, we're ahead of the game as far as we don't until Thursday. There's not a lot of prep work we can do. Our menu isn't that complicated. So join me tomorrow and we'll talk about what Wednesdays bring. Thank you so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. Join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We have a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels, from brand new beginners to decades old veterans. They've all got your back when it comes to helping you with your food truck. And again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know i got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business grow.